You're listening to the Chandler Burton Podcast. Turn it up to 11 and rip the knob off. This is Chandler Burton. Guys, welcome back to the Chandler Burton Podcast. I am your host, Chandler Burton, and today, super sick guest on the show, we have Jacob Gordon for, uh, <laughs> from uh, Left to Suffer, the guitar player. How you doing, bro? I'm doing great, man. How are you doing, homie? Dude, I am so, so good. I was telling you before, I think you were such a vibe already, dude, so I appreciate you coming on and having a chat with me, dude. I really appreciate it. Of course, man. Like I said, I appreciate you taking the time to have me and, you know, wanting to do this thing. It's always fun getting to connect with people that care. You know, if someone wants to hear something about the band, I'm always down to talk to them. I love that. It's cool. I love that, dude. I think that's really cool. And it's like, it's one of those things I always tell people, and I'm sure you've heard before, like none of my family listens to metal. And so everyone just thinks like heavy metal is like the, like the craziest thing. But like, dude, like, as I was saying before, I think I shared it to your story. I was like, dude, some of the nicest guys I've ever met are in metal bands. And dude, you're like a super genuinely nice guy. So again, I, I appreciate it, dude. Thank you so much, man. And yeah, there's definitely that stigma that you no, know, whoever you meet, they're angry, they're scary. And then you'll see some of those memes. Yeah. Like, on stage and it's a dinosaur and then vocalists off stage and it's Barney. Yeah. You know? <laughs> pretty much how it is man yeah like, dude you know, i'm yeah. not saying there's depression and anger associated with it but we get that out in our music these yeah. you know so we carry that yeah you know, so absolutely I, dude. I, there are a lot of people that are very cool and down to earth and you just wouldn't expect it because you see them on stage punching the shit out of themselves and yeah. like going like wow they're an angry human but then they're really not <laughs> exactly they're always like just really cool dudes that just want to get their uh, get their aggression out in like a healthy way so i think that's really cool man yeah. that's awesome that's... dude yeah man well uh, dude how was um how's the tour for you guys i know you just got back and uh i have a cool i have an interesting story to tell you after i hear about your tour all right yeah absolutely but um the tour was fucking incredible bro yeah. every almost every single night was just more than I expected. I think there were a total of 10 shows that sold out on the entire thing. Yeah. And uh, we were only expecting about three or four of them. So just already like over exceeded expectations for like how many people came out. And then the overall response, man, like there was one night when there just wasn't enough people for everyone to be yelling, fuck your God and his only son, you know? Yeah, yeah. But like, <laughs> 
have people yelling that and i'm just yeah like, whoa like yeah yeah dude <laughs> you know, we're new to touring we um yeah. we did one run pro job before covid and that was right as we released loathe and i think like the last week we heard some people like yelling some of the words with us and we're like yo for real like yeah. people know our words that's crazy and then <laughs> obviously covid happened and now this is our first time being able to go back out and like every night like a lot of people know these words man and it's yeah, just dude. crazy it's you know it's not what we necessarily expected it's uh it's a beautiful thing that we're just kind of we're baffled by and had a relish in yeah, <laughs> you dude. know just there were i mean there were some nights where Okay, so we choreograph uh, what we call flops during our breakdowns. You yeah. know, whenever it, we all drop and we throw our whole body in unison. Oh, yeah. So, looks and slaps aggressive. Um, there were times where the the pits were getting so intense, we all just stopped and we're like, yo, are they going to be okay? <laughs> just watching instead of like even flopping anymore. Just like, yeah, dude. Losing their shit. <laughs> The response was crazy. Uh, a lot of people came out, bought a lot of merch. You know, That's that was sick. amazing. Um, all the bands were so fucking cool, so down to earth, yeah. instant home. Like, that's, I think that's the biggest concern that you really run into when you have your own fan base is that, like, you know, are you going to get along with these other people that are on the road? You know, you're, right. you know you're going to show up and are at least going to, buy some merch and be there to support you. But are you going to be able to get along with these people that you're working with for 30 whatever days straight? Mm -hmm. And dude, there was nothing but vibes, nothing but good times, like mm -hmm. going out together as like a whole unit of like 30 people. <laughs> multiple yeah, times. Um, the guys in mouth for war, the guys in boundaries, all the guys in body snatcher. I mean, all just super genuine, down to earth people, fun as fuck. We're all kind of dorky. I love that, dude. Yeah, <laughs> just our own weirdos doing this thing. So it's kind of it was just great to be able to bro out and hang out with a bunch of people that are in the same mindset. You know? Yeah, man. It was everything about it. I loved everything about it. Glad to be home. Of yeah. Course. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I miss, I miss my girlfriend. I miss my own bed. Yeah. And I have wake up to someone snoring in your ear at four in the morning <laughs> yeah but um that's awesome. it was great i couldn't i couldn't have asked for more out that, of that tour that's absolutely that is so sick dude that's awesome man i uh yeah dude i uh, i wasn't able to i wasn't able to go because i had a i had a back injury so i'm not been able to go to shows for a while but uh but dude i gotta tell you so i told my friend i would share the story so okay so I don't know if you saw it. So here's what happened. So my friend Kyle, my best friend in the entire world, he's gonna be what he's super stoked to watch. He's one of my friends I was telling you about. He's a huge fan, and uh, so he was at the Salt Lake. The I think it was the loading dock. I think I think that's what it was. I could be wrong, but it was in Salt Lake. And um, yeah. okay, so he, <laughs> he he wanted me to tell you the story so bad. So he I don't know what band was playing, but he was like one of the only people like in the pit going hard for like all the bands and he i don't know what again i don't remember what band it was but like i guess there was a miscommunication and these guys just threw him down to the ground and kind of like jumped him for no reason did you see that by chance do you remember that in salt lake i i was busy being outside yeah um, yeah 
so that's I was I was pretty busy doing that for the majority of the night. We were like, oh, yeah, we're we're in the area of legal pot. We're right. taking yeah. and me and people <laughs> chilling outside for like six days. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude, um, he just got thrown down, dude. I noticed that something was going down. I was outside smoking. And we heard a bunch of like yelling and stuff like that, and we walked over to see what was going on. Yeah, that was my friend. <laughs> buddied up, and that, that was and him. Yeah, around him, and like then, like the people that were at the venue were like separating it, and our tour manager was like, "Well, like let's just move on." Yeah, <laughs> like that's what I came into it. I was like, "What happened? He's yeah. really bloody. Like, why are we just moving on? What?" <laughs> so yeah. Yeah, dude, that was him. That, that, that was my friend Kyle. Bro, that is absolutely insane. Yeah. Yeah, I have so little actual insight to that event or mm-hmm. to that even. Yeah. Yeah, it was crazy. I'll have to send you some pictures of him. Yeah, he was. that was him. That He was pretty beat up. And uh, again, he said it was like no hard feelings. He had a great time. He loved the show. But I was like, dude, I was like scared that happened because he called me and he had to go to the hospital and get like stitches and stuff. I'm like, dude. Are you okay? He's like, no, I had a great time. I was like, well, at least you have fun, man. <laughs> well, okay, so I know now, apparently, with the whole, like, that side of the country, what's very... I, I, so, I guess I had never just gotten the personal uh, inside of it, so I hadn't known about it, but there are a lot of, like, clicks and stuff like that, like yeah. Mosh Crew. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. I mean, I knew it existed. I just didn't realize, like, how hardcore it was <laughs> yeah exactly yeah we actually had one show it was um in chicago and taylor's doing his pretty usual thing you know if people aren't moving his first go-to is be like you're acting like a bunch of pussies i'll come down there and move you my fucking self don't you fucking try me you know and it's like it's just theatric you know he's yeah. just trying like build the hype and be like, oh yeah, we better move for this motherfucker. But um, some people got actually offended by it, and they decided to like, while he was like alone, try to like say some words to him. And they weren't like physically aggressive, but like they were definitely alluding to the fact of like, oh, like watch yourself, man. You don't want to be messing with us. Mm-hmm. And it's just, and I was like, really over being called a pussy like yeah yeah like i mean i know it's 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 offensive but um it's also not that big of a deal <laughs> no, yeah it's not that huge really? deal yeah you're there to have, you're there to have fun and you know move and have a good time get your emotions out dude yeah in a, in a literal way like in a, i mean in a way that he was actually trying to besmirch someone's character actually trying to sit there and hurt someone or anything like that he was just talking shit in the moment as he does as how he is as a performer yeah so that's, that's awesome, uh that's my first hand into that and i was like okay so that's how people are sometimes so yeah. uh maybe don't do that next time taylor <laughs> and uh don't walk anywhere alone <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> you know the- uh, like we never ran into another thing like that any other night it was just that one isolated incident incident but from what i heard is that there was a mosh crew there and that's who ended up hitting your boy yeah from what i don't know which crew that was or 
what they had going on or if they was like you said the miscommunication of thinking there was some beef or something when he mm-hmm. was just trying to like, get the pick going i don't know yeah i really i have now i was so foreign to it i was just outside getting blown no, you're, good. <laughs> <laughs> you're good man that's exactly what that's exactly what he told me he just said it was like he was trying to get people going in the pick i guess he said just wasn't really going and you know he's very active at those types of shows so i think he literally was just trying to like you know get people to move and have a good time and i guess i took that as a miscommunication they just threw him down i was like holy cow dude that's crazy so wild because yeah. you can see all different types of mosh like clicks and stuff like that like we yeah. had our circle pit ever during this tour mm-hmm. uh we had never seen a circle pit to our music or even people try to do it and we didn't ask for it literally someone in the crowd just screamed circle pit motherfucker <laughs> all right fuck yeah this one's called bargaining or whatever and yeah. he was like circle pit and then they started doing it i was like i don't know who he is but i like that guy all yeah right. <laughs> but uh That's you know you, it's just funny because i feel like some places are super into being like all right i'm gonna beat the fuck out of you but then yeah. we're gonna hug it some people are just like bro don't like touch me unless i know you yeah you know it's just it's it's hard to know how everybody does a similar thing but yeah. differently what their own boundaries are especially when you get clicked up like that it's very easy i think to just be gung-ho about like oh they're doing it different so they're the opposition yeah yeah mm-hmm. well, I'm, I'm sorry that that happened to your homie i think the whole thing is bullshit but mm-hmm. uh, it definitely that it, it's actually funny that you mentioned that it was kind of like a dull night for like the crowd response at that time because mm-hmm. it was and i remember literally coming out of the bathroom during mouth for war set and looking and seeing like one person moving and i'm like Yo, Mouth for War is the shit, and they're they sound really, they sound really good right now. Like this isn't them being sloppy. This isn't them not performing. Like they're doing it. Like why aren't y'all moving? So I was like, screw this. I'm gonna throw some wild ass hands for the first time on tour in the pit. I was like, I'm just gonna make my way across the pit, and whoever gets it, they're in my way. Whatever. <laughs> and yeah, I one wild like swing step and immediately slipped in water and had to like catch myself, like laugh at myself, tuck my head, walk across the crowd to go get my gear. And I was just like sat over there by like, oh, they all <laughs> a goofy ass motherfucker. Well, they even do <laughs> <laughs> uh, Dude, that's too good, man. Attraction if you're going to be in the pit. Don't yeah. wear bust ass old shoes. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's hilarious, dude. Oh, that's awesome, man. But yeah, I had to tell my friend, I had to tell you that story. My friend's like, you've got to mention it to him. I was like, I will. I promise, yeah, dude. I, I think that that is so wild that that's your homie. Like, yeah. that's it's all of a world type thing. It's I know. Just wild. Yeah, he lo- yeah, he loves, I mean, he loves you guys. He loves all the bands on there. So he was trying to have a good time, and then that happened, and I was like, oh, dude, I'm, I'm sorry. But he still had fun. So I was like, that's good, man. I'm glad you had a good time. That's what it's all about. So, right. you know. Let it ruin it or be like man fuck everybody fuck everything yeah exactly <laughs> dude for sure like, man i, I might have been a little more salty than that i don't know <laughs> no 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 <laughs> man no, i was just gonna have a good time what the fuck that's hilarious <laughs> dude. oh what yeah yeah 
<laughs> that's hilarious man well cool dude well let's go ahead and uh, we'll kind of jump into how we kind of got you know i guess communicating uh i have to say i really appreciate you commenting on all my videos that's i think that's how we kind of started i think you you commented on my um my depression one which i that's my favorite song from you guys so i can relate to that big time and then i did dnr and then you um you shared it to your page and then you started following me i was like dude I, this is like the greatest day of my life <laughs> dude of course man. like like just with the interview thing when i said earlier bro if people have the care then i've got to give them some time back you know like yeah, it's man. i'll give a fuck about the things that we do it doesn't matter if someone doesn't give a fuck you know so right. like the take the time to do reaction videos and give it your honest opinion you know like and actually sit there and analyze it and listen to it and not just be like okay well that was that all right right next time like you actually sat there and consumed it and like you said with depression like it meant something to you and you were able to take something from it you know mm -hmm. and that's that's just a fucking crazy feeling just like having people scream your lyrics man like it's it's yeah. wild you know like it of course it means something to us you know we write the music but the fact that it means that much to other people just it's it's an incredible thing so you got it bro like i try to follow anybody that puts out content like that and try to like at least interact a little bit you know like i try to but um you're also the fucking homie bro like I, I dig your vibes man i dig the way you go about things and the energy you bring so oh, thanks man i appreciate that dude yeah my friend kyle the one actually that was in the pit he sent me uh he's like dude i think you'd really like the song and i was like okay and that's when we did the the depression song and dude that song rips so hard i listen to it all the time when i go like running and like walking stuff and yeah dude i just try to yeah i always try to like you know take you know what you guys say or any band that i listen to kind of like you know bring something positive to the table because i'm a huge advocate for like mental health and whatever i can do to help people you know whether it's music or just talking and stuff i think you know it's a really i think it's a really good thing and so i try to i, I think you know that's what i try to do with my channel is i'll, I'll listen to the music obviously have a good time because the, the music rips and then yeah I try to do a little you know something a little motivational for people to like you know hopefully leave with them so they can try to improve upon themselves that's kind of like that's kind of what i like to do that's what i've been trying to do at least when i started my youtube channel i respect that so much man like i Thank really you. do it i mean i think that we need more shit like that in general just because i mean me i've struggled with mental health my whole fucking life you know sure. it's, it's like i think that most musicians do you know you know i feel like most people that are kind of like alternative and listen to these kind of things go at least through some point in time where they really struggle with shit so just to have anyone out there telling them like hey you know like it's you know you you're not the only one that feels like shit sometimes like mm -hmm. you know it's understandable like it is human but you gotta like also work through it but it's possible to work through it like you can get it you can do it like i think that shit is so fucking important man so i appreciate the fuck out of it and i appreciate the you know what you do oh thanks man i appreciate that dude i really do that means a lot especially coming from the guy who makes the music i think that really <laughs> does you know it means a lot man because dude i seriously like i i knew about you guys for a while but then my friend kyle's like he's like dude you really gotta check these guys out you really like them and uh after that song i just went down the rabbit hole and just like listening to everything <laughs> do i have i I'm, I'm one of those outcasts where i have apple music and but i have like a playlist of all your guys' stuff 
on my phone and i just sometimes just play through it all again dude i was so stoked for dnr when that dropped that was like one of my most anticipated and i have questions about that we'll talk about that near the end but i freaking love everything you guys do i think what you stand for i think what you guys talk about i think it's just so sick and you guys are all like so nice and so cool so again i just think that's awesome man it's really cool cheer the fuck out of that man for real bro like yeah the fact that you appreciate us that much like it oh, means yeah. a lot yeah, dude. Absolutely, man. And I was going to ask, are you guys, you guys aren't signed, are you? Are you guys signed? Or are you guys just independent? No, we're, we're independent. So, uh, I think technically the way On Death was released, it was released technically in association with Artist Owned. Okay. Artist Owned is an independent thing, <coughs> excuse me, right. owned by our manager, Jeff Manig. Mm. He, uh, he owns that, and it basically is just artists keeping all their own masters, okay. you know, and doing their own thing. He doesn't have a lot that he really does with the company much anymore, but he helped us put out the EP, and he helped put a lot of money into it to help fund it. So that was, uh, you know, his ability to be attached to it as well. Cool, man. But it's completely independent. I mean, even with Jeff. You know, we pay him. He's a uh, part of Beacon Management. Him and Tuck both. Oh, cool. But, you know, pay uh, fees specifically to Tuck and specifically to Jeff for management rather than, like, being with Beacon. Like, we're directly with them, and they just happen to own Beacon Management. Oh, gotcha. Okay. I was always curious about that. I was like, I don't think these guys are signed, but you guys are doing pretty good. I mean, you guys are, I mean, pretty well known, I would say. When I mentioned you guys' band... You know, to some of my other friends, like, oh, yeah, I know who they are. I'm like, that's pretty sick, dude. Like, you guys had some good listeners on Spotify, and, like, yeah, people are starting to recognize you, dude. And I think that's fantastic. Absolutely. I mean, I think a huge part of that has been Jeff. When we actually um, approached him way back in the day, we were, like, a five-piece different band that was actually called Lost at Last. Mm -hmm. And we only had um, a rough version of burden and jeff was like you know like i i dig this but like this is what you're doing right everything else kind of sucks yeah <laughs> yeah um maybe you're right and so we ended up writing just for now and he's like yeah like now you get it now you're doing the right thing but this shit doesn't sound like a band called lost to last and you know maybe have you considered changing your name mm -hmm. and we thought about it and we're like, yeah, like it really, it, it was a hard to market name because there were already bands called Lost at Last. But the band left Zupper, no one had ever picked that somehow. I don't know how it like, cool name. like such a common, like easy name to pick out. Like yeah. you could just like, random deathcore generator left to Supper. That's it. You know, yeah. like it sounds <laughs> no one in any country ever once on Spotify, Apple Music, Instagram, Twitter. No one. Like, it was the most accessible thing ever. We're like, okay, that's it. And that that alone helped us be a little bit more market, marketable in and of itself. But Jeff's, like, he is the uh, marketing director for The Masquerade in Atlanta. So his insight of how to campaign ads to people specifically is just crazy, man. Like, yeah. We, we made one specific ad that was, like, of a breakdown over a meme of, like, Michael Jordan or something like that, but then, like, did it during the play 
or like the final four or whatever during the uh, NBA season and like entered it specifically to people that like Michael Jordan and also like death core, but also were like active in like looking at shows. Like it was such a specific niche thing that like it, you hit the people that it's like, Oh, no one's going to like this, but the people that do like that, like that's the only people that's seeing it, you know? Mm -hmm. And it, it, is really work that kind of marketing and especially with how we uh decided to play shows and not just like over flood the market with our own presence we didn't play a headliner until this year yeah. you know that we had never done a headliner and then when we did one we sold it out you know that's that's just, it was part of the tactic. You know, you build the fan base around your area while you're all, because you're kind of, kind of be locally known regardless, right. you know, because where um, people are going to kind of know about you. So if you build that demand that know about you in the areas around you and kind of funnel their interests in, people will come two hours up north or from out east or whatever to see a band that's worth it. Yeah. You know? Absolutely, dude. So, it uh that was another tactic by jeff he was like he called it like the funnel method or something like that yeah i mean he's just he's a mastermind man we call him the devil <laughs> that's like awesome you, dude got something going on he's like mm, maybe <laughs> that's sick dude that's awesome that was actually one that's actually like my first big question because i have a few questions i was going to ask you is like you know kind of where kind of you got the name and and kind of like if there is any meaning behind the name, like is it kind of just like I know you guys, I know that you said person that you struggle with kind of some mental health stuff, kind of like I do. Is is left to suffer kind of like, like kind of tying into that, or because I know a lot of your songs are super like personable, and they, I think you know, I don't know if it kind of ties in um, with that necessarily that it does, but it does in a way. Yeah, you know, but like that's exactly where like Jeff had said, you know, like ponder and reflect on what your music really feels like. What does it sound like? What is a band that makes music like that? What would they be called? Mm -hmm. And we had already had burden written and recorded and we had just finished just for now. So both songs that are like really aggressive about people like doing you dirty and like putting your trust somebody and then like still being just shown shit you know yeah like even though they're very different aspects of it that's like kind of what they're about you know mm -hmm. and we were just spitballing a lot of ideas man we had i mean we rode home from that car ride as a band because we actually met jeff at like a burger joint in atlanta and he basically said that he didn't want to be our manager but he wanted to help like direct us with marketing mm -hmm. that was our first real meeting with him but <clears throat> i mean we drove home from there and we were talking about you know what does the music feel like like what does it represent so like i said i don't feel like it necessarily is specifically about that, but the music was already kind of coinciding, coinciding on that vibe, yeah. you know? And I think that that mostly comes from just Taylor writing from a pretty real place, you know? Yeah. Like, 
riding through the shit that we went through or the shit that he's gone through specifically too, you know? Yeah. Uh, like I know for just for now, that song is pretty much like a diss track towards his ex-girlfriend, you know? Like, right. it was, it I love that. About, I love that song, dude. Yeah. <laughs> love it. The kind of emotional bullshit that she put him through, you know? And yeah. Like, so, I mean, it, it, you know, like it, like I said, it just kind of like made itself in a weird way. They kind of work together. Yeah, that's cool, man. That's really awesome. <laughs> like Levi, our old original drummer, had said like left for something, and then Taylor was like, "Nah, like left to suffer." And we we're all like, "There you go." <laughs> Started googling. We we're like, "Wait a minute." Yeah, dude. That ain't nobody. That's us. <laughs> That's awesome, man. Thank you for sharing that with me, dude. I appreciate that. I've been through some stuff with some girls before as well. And, uh, yeah, dude, that, that's really cool that you guys ride from that personal place and kind of explain that. I think that's really cool. Um, but kind of for yourself, too, I guess I kind of want to ask you, how did you – because I, I don't play guitar. Like, I have I have no talent. I, I do I do scream. I've done vocals for a long time, but I've never been able to – yeah, dude. <laughs> um, oh, what was that? I would say I didn't know that. I think that's fucking awesome. Hell yeah! Thanks, dude. I appreciate that. Yeah, I can't go. You know, I can't go as low as uh, my boy Taylor, but you know, I, I try. I try a little bit. He's really freaking good, dude. Honestly, I like he's one of the best that I've heard in like years. Like sincerely, I'm like, cause like I can understand what he's saying, but it still sounds so good, and I think that's so hard to do. They <laughs> think that that's why he's one of my favorite vocalists. Yeah. Is- you know, I, I, it's probably like the most conceited thing to say ever. For no, some dude. People. Oh, my man's vocalist is the best vocalist. And I don't think he's the best. I mean, he's my one of my favorite, man. His yeah. enunciation alone is what does it. Yeah. You know, there's that they're like getting these killer, sick, disgusting vocals. And then you read the lyrics and you're like, no. Mm-hmm. He didn't say that. Yeah. yeah. He said, <laughs> you know, he did not say defiling the whatever you know like it's yeah. just like these hit multi-syllabic words like no no right. <laughs> <laughs> with taylor like you hear it and you're like oh yeah no that's it like, oh yeah every time you're like that makes sense like yeah. that's what the or you can just understand it and you're yeah. like i got pretty of it first listen mm-hmm. i think that's awesome i think it's a really cool thing that you can do that i think it's really hard to do especially with like vocals you know because obviously people just want to sound the coolest and the most evil but it's like i mean i i i listen to music because i want to feel like inspired so like again with your guys songs like i understand it and i'm like okay i can rock out and i can be inspired at the same time like I, some bands are really cool but it's like i just can't understand what they're saying and it's like I, i'd like to like hear it and like you know right. try to figure out you know, yeah, what they're saying. Yeah. or it just, you know, not just be about like murdering, you know, yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's like, like okay, like cliche metal things, you know, oh, it totally is for sure. Um, but yeah, maggot, maggot infested corpse was rotting under the grave, <laughs> yeah, super generic, like metal lyrics. <laughs> That's hilarious, Great. dude. Yeah. Well, um, how did you, uh, how did you, I guess, when did you start playing like guitar? Who's the bands that inspired you or like what inspired you to kind of get into like heavier types of music, I guess you could say. Ooh, 
Ooh, I love, I love the personal questions. I, yeah, I'm, I'm a personal guy, dude. I, I like asking these, you know, so I can learn. I like learning about people that I talk with. So I like taking something away, and hopefully my audience will as well. Hell yeah, man. Yeah. Well, I dig it. Yeah. So when I first started playing guitar, I mean, I was probably, I think, 12 years old, if I remember correctly, maybe 13. Because I've been playing for right over, yeah, I was 12. Because I've been playing for over half my life now, and I'm 26. Okay. I'm about to be 12. So it was um like twelve years old, but it all basically stemmed from Guitar Hero. I'm like no yes, shit. <laughs> I love it. Um, my I'm trying to think exactly who had it first. Maybe it was my mate, like the only neighbor that I had as a friend, uh, Chris at the time had Guitar Hero One, and he was playing it, and he was pretty good. And I was like, dude, this is so cool, bro. Like what? The fuck? And I was like, I want better than him so like i'm gonna play the fuck out of guitar hero and i asked for it for christmas and my mom got me guitar hero too like right after it came out yeah i became obsessed bro like i literally was just playing it day in and day out and playing it all the time i went from like easy to hard mode in probably like a month and just started like hitting expert and trying to like get things like five starred and perfect and shit like that. And my mom's like, you know, you play this game so much and you're getting so good. Like, why don't you pick up real guitar? I'm like, what? No, I'm, why would I do that? What are you talking about, mom? What? It's so <laughs> mom, it's a stupid idea, mom. <laughs> uh, like, you know, just being a stupid, defiant kid. And then like two months later, I was like, hey, you remember when you said that? Like, can I still do that? (laughs) (laughs) She ended up uh, getting me guitar lessons and uh, my dad ended up taking me to a pawn shop to pick out my first guitar. I don't know if it's it's out here or not. It might be put up in its case. Oh, it is. It's up enough. It's put up. But yeah, it's a BC Rich Warlock that has like these skulls and flames all on it. And I was like, that's metal. Yeah, dude. Metal, but that's metal. I want that. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, got that shit and started taking lessons. And I remember even in those days, I was already listening to shit like Lamb of God, mm-hmm. uh, Slipknot. Um, yeah, I feel like Lamb of God and Slipknot were definitely two of like the big ones that started for me, like even in the beginning the days to start to learn to play guitar and start to learn like some fast riffs and stuff like that. I remember <laughs> trying to figure out to uh, one of the leads for the song like Rise, I think off of the album Sacrament. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, like I figured it out by ear and then like, like listened back to it and I was like, not like (laughs) like i was playing the right rhythm but like the notes were just yeah even i was like yeah i don't get melody i don't understand (laughs) (laughs) um definitely those bands on the start and then i'd say i picked up seven strings probably i don't know maybe like four years into playing or so I got really into the guitarist Rusty Cooley and the band Outworld. And I just thought that they he was just like such an incredible fucking guitarist. I was like, bro, seven strings, bro. You got to have more strings for more shred. Yeah. You got to do more. So 
I was like, that's what I want. And then I started listening to like unearth. Mm -hmm. Um, and I feel like unearth led to stuff like shadows fall, which were six and seven strings, but then also that, uh, kind of gateway into the death core stuff, which was like straight into early white chapel days and mm -hmm. all shall perish right around the Waken the dreamers era. Mm. And that's, that did it. Like Sick. that's where I was like, Oh, this is it. Yeah. <laughs> this, is it. this is what I want to do. Awesome, dude. That's super I'm, sick. I, I even feel like I got like a ego headed, like detachment away from it around like my senior year. I started taking AP music theory and I was like, I listen to animals as leaders exclusively. <laughs> <laughs> like if it's not a polyrhythm, don't come at me. <laughs> <laughs> and, That's hilarious, dude. I love it. But uh, yeah, dude, like whenever it like came time to like actually writing heavy shit, it was always really influenced by bands like that, like All Shall Perish Sick. and uh, Whitechapel in their OG days, man. The whole This Is Exile album. Oh, I love that album. Bro, I would listen to that shit before high school like every day. Yeah, man. <laughs> so let me uh, let me ask you this then. So I know I, I love This Is Exile. Have you listened to... Have you listened to their newest album, Ken, by Whitechapel? Have you listened to it? Are you a fan, if you have? I have actually not listened to all of their newer stuff. Okay. I was curious. I, was, I really haven't kept up with them like that. It's um, For me, I kind of fell off in a sense when they started losing some aggression. Sure. And, like, in their bounciness of their riffs. Because like, they're still aggressive, by all means. I just feel like they're not quite as bouncy as they used to be. And yeah. that was, uh, that was always my shit, man. Like, I feel, I feel like stuck in that. And I feel like there's a lot of talent and a lot of dope shit that comes with their new stuff. Sorry. My girlfriend's playing with the, with, the, with our kitty. And That's okay. Cute, like flip up his own butt and attack her. <laughs> bitch. I got to pet him. But, um, yeah. Cool, uh, dude. It's definitely dope shit. They're definitely fucking talented ass musicians. That's oh, yeah. Right. Coolest stuff. Cool as fuck shit. It's just not necessarily as much my flavor anymore. You know? Mm -hmm. I feel you, dude. That's awesome, man. Super cool. Well, thanks for answering that, dude. I love, again, I love hearing, you know, personal stuff. Like, again, I think that's so cool that you get inspired by that guitar hero was your gateway. Dude, I loved Guitar <laughs> Hero. I still do. I wish I still had it so I can play it. So I love Bro. that game, dude. Got high key embarrassed the last time I played Guitar Hero. I tried to play and I was just wrecked. <laughs> I bet I, like, I lost it in like five seconds. I was like, I'm a professional guitarist. Right. Like, I can play guitar, bro. What happened? Well, I mean, I think it's cooler that you can play actual guitar over, like, you know, a piece of plastic. I mean, yeah. <laughs> That's hilarious, dude. Well, that's awesome, man. I got my I I really started playing Guitar Hero with Guitar Hero three and on. I liked Guitar Hero two, but three was the one. Yeah, I was gonna say three is the one where I logged my most hours. Yeah, I me too. Like, through the fire and flames on expert, I have to, dude. I know, but seriously, never man. five star. It couldn't even four star it, man. I was like barely surviving. It's hard. <laughs> it's hard, dude. I remember that's when I freaking. Uh, that's when I. It's kind of I was kind of late to the game, but that's when I first discovered uh, uh, "My Curse" by Killswitch Engage. I was like, dude, I freaking love this band, dude. I was like, it's not a bonus track, <laughs> dude. 
mean, Kill Switch Engage was definitely one of those intermediate bands that was oh, like yeah. huge for learning a bunch of riffs. Mm-hmm. I was learning like this is or Rose of Sharon mm. and uh, yeah, My Curse and what's that one song off of the? Uh, I can't remember what the the Resident Evil movie. Can't remember the name of the song though. But yeah, like, yeah, all that. I was learning all those riffs. Those were definitely integral ones too. That's awesome, dude. I love that band. I'm like, this is sick. That's so oh. cool. <laughs> That's cool, dude. All right, man. Yeah, dude. I just got a, just a few more questions for you, dude. I really, again, I appreciate you doing this, man. I love learning about you. I think it's super dope. <laughs> of course, man. So Thanks cool. for Yeah, dude. Bro. Absolutely. So we kind of talked about it earlier, but actually my friend Kyle, who was, again, the one in the pit, he wanted me to ask this question. I was going to ask it really anyway. Well, hey, buddy. <laughs> so cute what's your cat's name his name's cc we got another one his name's felix but he's running around being a crackhead <laughs> this was just oh that is super cute dude um so when you guys like so with the songwriting process like do you guys so i know you said taylor writes a lot of the lyrics like do you guys like do you write all the stuff and give it to Taylor or do you guys like all write lyrics together sometimes or kind of, how does it work for you guys putting a song together? If that makes sense. So we've actually had a lot of different processes throughout the whole thing. To be honest, um, it's kind of been an evolving process as we've went through different phases of what we've had to do and what we had going on. So like with burden burden really started off as like a demo that me and Taylor started in like Levi's old trailer, our old uh, drummer's trailer at the time. Um, We were recording on Reaper on my laptop with like no speakers and just trying to like bump out any form of a demo possible because we were about to start working with this new producer who we had heard is like this shit. And he's like, you know, he doesn't take any shit. He's like really about it. You know, if you're not on it, he'll tell you you're fucking up to do it better so we're like all right we need to get on it have some idea of what we're going in there with and i feel like that's that's always been a general thing you know we always definitely have riffs in mind or something like that or something in the back of our head that maybe we want to mess with when we're at least going into some form of a session and then at least take some form of a demo into a final session you know that i feel like that but we have also had songs like just for now just for now really started because we were jamming out that main riff of bamp a damp a damp a debate a bit of damp and we jamming it out one day and we got the offer for opening up for a mirror and stick to your guns oh and sick. we're like we need another song so like this is the vibe bro like let's make this into a whole song and yeah and out a whole song and like then just went into the studio and like rearranged it a little bit you know and then even like the song lost at last that is an homage to our old original band you know like back in those days we were like a three guitarist band and christian was our third guitarist and (laughs) bassist quit out of nowhere like right before a gig Mm -hmm. so Christian just did what he had to and like stepped up and bought a whole bass rig and like went about it doing the damn thing. And um, yeah. we eventually became 
left to suffer, but we still had this one track from the Lost at Last Days that we thought was pretty good. So we took it into the studio and we're like, you know, what do we do with this? Like, we want to salvage this in some way, but what can we keep? What has to change? And he was very straightforward, you know. Uh, shout out to Aaron Pace of AP Audio. He uh, he was very insightful into like, yo, like, this is cool. This is trash. This is bad. This is fucking gold. Um, transition somewhere here and get rid of the whole last two minutes. And we're like, yeah. okay, all right, uh, <laughs> let's let's do it and see what happens. And it ended up being a fucking bop. You know, yeah. like I love how dude, it went from being a song that had no real like energy until the breakdown, which had a super sloppy version of the <laughs> solo. Yeah. Even like worse and sloppier. <laughs> <laughs> which is already sloppy in the recording. Like, yeah. what? bro, how do you play that? And I'm like, bro, you just try to fit the notes in time. I don't yeah. know how I do. I don't know. It doesn't break down evenly in time. Like yeah. there's too many notes like fit in evenly. I was like, I don't know the subdivision. It's really weird because mm-hmm. uh, I did it bad. <laughs> <laughs> I, so, my, my bad, bro. I should have been a little bit. <laughs> but um, that's awesome, dude. And multiple processes throughout the whole thing. Yeah. Uh, when on death, we actually recorded all of that in-house and then off to josh travis and then josh travis did a bunch of post editing he actually added uh i think he recorded live bass on the song event okay christian's bass at the time was having a lot of like issues he didn't have his ding wall yet so we uh we're like fuck it like we're just gonna do midi and he was kind enough to go ahead and help out and do that mm-hmm. and made that slap even fucking harder, you know? <laughs> Heck yeah, dude. Uh, shout out to fucking Josh Travis. He's absolute shit. His, like, his insight has also been very cool, you know? Like, he's added a lot of, like, post-production noises and, like, things to it that just really bring it to life. And stuff that I feel like really comes out in the uh, live context, too. Like, it's, like, there's so much going on in the mix that if you're not listening through something with like a real high fidelity sound, it's kind of easy to miss some of it. But then when you like hear it live, there's so much like taken out and then there's only certain things added. So yeah, I feel like here I'm in a completely different context. It's super fucking cool. Yeah. Like during anger, one part that's like, I don't know. It sounds like a tire being scrubbed. I am like, that's the best I can imagine. <laughs> like, it, yeah. <laughs> Like, it sounds weird, bro. Yeah. Like, it sounds like using a, a tire as a scratch board for a DJ thing. <laughs> I think it sounds cool, though, man. I love that song, yeah. too. I think it's super sick. That's one of my other favorite songs from you guys. That's cool, dude. That's cool that you guys have, like, different processes for, for doing all that. Do you, uh, so do you guys write, um, does Taylor write all the lyrics, or do you guys all kind of give ideas, or how does the lyric part come to be? Oh, uh, lyrically, it's pretty much all Taylor, for uh, yeah. the most part. Aaron Pace helped write a a few lyrics for Burden, helped Mm -hmm. write a few lyrics for um, Lost at Last, and I feel like he helped write lyrics for our song Blissful Death, too. Mm. 
but uh, I think those three, he helped a little bit on the lyrics for those. Um, I know Taylor's roommate, Chris, uh, Christopher Davis of the band Faust. He's the guitarist in Faust. Uh, he helped uh, do some lyrics a little bit in the On Death EP. Uh, for me, I've literally just like told Taylor random lines and I'm like, this would make a cool lyric. And then he like made something else out of it, you know, like would take yeah. it and then adjust it a little bit to like whatever the context actually was. Like, oh, sick. What, uh, like what's the line? I may be shit, but I am not afraid to say I'm scum. Yeah. Was Asian. Like we were literally working at Mellow Mushroom together and I walked in and I was like, I might be a piece of shit, but at least I'll admit it. <laughs> and that, like, yeah, that, that bro. Like, it was oh, yeah. So that's sick dude but the bulk in the majority is definitely taylor it definitely cool. is from his own creative uh perspective and i feel like we have some like input and insight like if stuff like doesn't like maybe necessarily flow what we're expecting the main thing i ever uh interject whenever he like sends us a demo of something like lyrically i feel like he's always pretty fucking on point you yeah. know like where his oh is is pretty on point It'll be more like, yo, dude, like, throw your lows in there more, man. Like, yeah. <laughs> you do the nasty lows. But like yeah, you were dude. saying earlier, his pronunciation is so immense. And I think a lot of that comes from knowing when to throw those lows in there, knowing when to throw his mids, knowing when to throw his highs for his own projection and for his own enunciation. Mm -hmm. You know, it picks very good times for when to do shit like that. That's sick, dude. I love that. I love uh, hearing that. Yeah, of course. And then um, when it comes to riffs and stuff like that, I don't think there's hardly any riffs that get absolutely no, at least a once-over from some other guitarist or some other stringed instrumentalist. Like, we try to, like, filter riffs through each other. So, like, by the we actually have another grouping of songs already recorded and um are stoked to be putting those out over the coming year but that whole process we did a little bit differently because we wanted to make sure that everybody was heard and nobody was like felt left out like we sometimes we'd be like yo like i love this riff but like yo christian like what would you do here you know and yeah. then like we try to find a middle ground you know or like something like that or where in on death i did like a hundred percent of the leads pretty much, you know, now we got Pete doing some leads too on the yeah. new shit, you know, like, trying to like get everybody to have their input inside and be heard because everybody is like, we all do this thing, you know? Like, yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's like a collaborative effort. Yeah. 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 We all want to be heard and everybody wants to make the best product. And I think that that's some of the best shit we can do. Um, I mean, even for like you were asking about, you you said you were gonna ask about DNR. I was gonna go ahead and like go yeah, into it. That, that's my next question. It's like how did how did it all kind of like with Will and Ricky? Like how yeah, how did it all come to be? I'm curious about that. Okay, yeah. So that when it comes to like the vocal feature, well, I'll just go ahead and start with how the song was written. We were sure. actually recording and planning to write a, a another song for the EP that we're gonna be putting out. Can't wait, dude. And, Can't wait. Glad, man. It's uh, it's 
I think it's going to be a lot more like, whoa, moments than yes. the. So I think it's going to be cool. I think it's going to be dope. But um, we were recording for that, and we had one song that had literally gotten shelved from On Death. And we're like, all right, let's bring it back. We reworked it. We're like, all right, this is even sick, even more sick. You know, like we like this even more. And then we're like, but what if we did better? (laughs) We just decided to write a whole new song right then and there on the spot. And we just passed the guitar back and forth a bunch of times. And that's literally pretty much how everything came to be. That first riff was like we said, we wanted something. We wanted it to start high energy, bouncy and fast. And I was like, all right, I got a bouncy riff. I've kind of been fucking around with at the house and it ended up being adapted into that first riff and then going straight into like the chorus, which christian came out with we handed him the guitar and he just started playing that i was like what the fuck was that christian like where did that come from bro yeah <laughs> i was like i don't know if i could do that hold up like yeah. like i heard this shit like hold up now wait a and um uh his actual original bends were even higher and even more exaggerated so I'm like, yeah, we got to calm that down a little bit because that's like, I'm going to break a string every night. <laughs> so we ended up just chilling it out just a little bit with the bends, and then that became that. And we're like, all right, Pete, it's going to drop the ass. So drop your ass on it. Yeah. And then he, he came out with that riff, and we pretty much just took turns passing it back and forth. He took the next riff after that, and Christian took the next thing. And then I got the little, like – lead up into the final breakdown, mm-hmm. you know, with like the big chords and the ambience. And that was like, that was something very different. Cause I don't feel like we've had a moment like that in our music really, where like we have a lot of parts where this, everything will kind of drop out and it's just like one lead going, but that was like the rhythms basically drop out and there's like four leads going mm-hmm. and it's just like a wall of like warbling, like sound. Yeah. Um, so, it was interesting to try and write something like that. Yeah. And then that breakdown, Christian started playing something. And I was like, God, bro, what? Like, literally, what are, What the fuck was that? <laughs> and, and I was like, bro, this is the best I can figure it out. Yeah. Yeah, that's close enough. And that's what ended up being on the record. <laughs> or like on that. Um, when it comes to Ricky Hoover and... Will, I mean, that was largely, if not entirely, basically through Taylor. Yeah. You know, it was a personal relationship with uh, talking to Ricky and showing him that we had that track and we were, like, already wanting him on it and shit like that. He had just hadn't gotten the time or the ability to go ahead and do a feature. Mm -hmm. And then we went on that run with Will, or, I mean, with um, Lorna Shore and when we met will you know him and taylor just really hit it off you know we were all chill and all had good vibes but it was just you know you could tell when there's just like a bromance you oh, know yeah. like yeah. romance and it was dope and so they were really texting each other a lot and shit like that and will was like yeah man like i really dig what y'all got going on and taylor's like well what do you think about this new song? And he's like, that's fucking sick. He's like, you want to be on? <laughs> that's awesome, <laughs> dude. Yeah. Uh, 
Will did it because he actually, you know, genuinely enjoys it. And then we got Ricky on it last second too, before we were able to put it out. And we were super thankful because, I mean, with having all three of them on at the end, it's just Dude. a wall of fuck you. <laughs> Blue, dude. I mean, I know it's funny. I know you shared my reaction with the whole uh, with me doing that tongue thing. Yeah, <laughs> Blue, dude. Dying, bro. I literally cackled. <laughs> it just totally blew because I, I legitimately think all three of them are some of the best at what they do. I mean, I know I don't know Will personally, but I mean, I know I knew like some of his other stuff, some of the other bands that he did. Dude, he kind of just blew up overnight with to the hellfire and i was like dude and again with all three of the guys on the track my mind was blown i was like dude i gotta do a reaction right away when this drops because i'm like dude I, I can't wait any longer and it's seriously one of my most played songs like ever dude it's so good that is fucking sick well, i'm glad you enjoy it like that man and absolutely will when he was in awaking the cadaver you know i mean mm -hmm. i think that was man i think i hope i'm not fucking that up no you're good um <laughs> he, you know he was already doing some fucking disgusting ass vocals he oh, was already yeah. doing sick ass shit he had to feel like he didn't have that uh platform for that notoriety and lorna shore had already been building the name for so long mm -hmm. that sorry i just had a someone trying to call me i had no, you're to good. that no you're good you know, they were already building their notoriety and building their hype for so long that, mm -hmm. you know, for as long as they got somebody who wasn't doing something, you know, that was crazy, you know, they were yeah. probably going to work out and they couldn't have gotten a better fucking fit, you know, like yeah, it's man. absolutely incredible how like, you know, I dug what Lorna Shore has always done, but like now I love what they're doing. Yeah, it's incredible. I think it is the unanimity, unanimity, I don't know the word I'm looking for, the, them coming, you know, mm -hmm. it, the collectiveness of all of them. It's, yeah. As a group, and it's, it, it's fucking great, man. And their performance, they're so fucking solid. They're so Oh, fucking yeah. Solid. Absolutely. Incredible, dude. That's awesome, man. Goddamn, like, they're they're all the homies. They're fucking sick of shit. I love to hear that, dude. That's awesome. Sweet, dude. Well, I have... Thank you for all that, man. I appreciate it. I have one more question for you. And I'm actually just... I actually added this down before we started talking, because I was like, I don't really know... Like, I kind of know what it is, because I try. I talked to... Um, I don't know if you're, they're a pretty new band. They're called Spirit Breaker. I talked with Trey, the vocalist, and he's on there as well. I was wondering if you could tell me a little bit about... Um, uh, feature X and kind of like how that all works and and uh, yeah. if, if you if you found really any success with that yeah yeah dude so I mean I personally haven't had a lot of clients through featured X but I have had a few and it has been an overall pleasant uh, experience so the majority of how it works is you apply to be an artist if from the artist side yeah if they want you on they'll put you on at your rate for whatever you want to do, like whatever skill you're offering, whatever price you offer it. And then if you're on the uh, user side, you look up whoever you're wanting a feature from and they have different options, like different stuff, like not just features for music, but also like uh, photography and shit like that and like oh, cool. acting, stuff like that. But um, 
you just, you just excuse me you look up someone's name and then you uh you will see their list of pricing and what they have and when you hire them you're hiring them for that price but also for like a paypal process processing fee and like a twenty dollar fee and i think there's also tax on it or something like that gotcha. so i think that's the one thing where maybe some people get a little bit mistaken about and were confused about, especially in the beginning days. They just didn't realize that, you know, but it is third party business offering you something. So like going through all these third party programs to get you paid, everybody's going to have to get a little bit of a payout, you know, sure. including featured acts and all that and you just hire them and you describe what you want them to do uh where you need it to be done like as far as in a song or whatever and then you can upload any type of file format and you upload like the song an mp3 out or whatever or like for me one time someone asked me and hired me like hey we have this guitar profile of <coughs> some tabs that we want you to record because we don't have a guitarist and i was like all right well you know i can't really do exactly what you want i was like but can i co-write on it mm -hmm. you know and like co-write and like what we come with or like what i come up with like you know we find a middle ground that you're accepting and willing of and that's exactly what we did you know i helped co-write the song a little bit changed some of the parts that were like in five four just to make them like a four four version of the same riff so it kept kept it a little bit more simplistic and easy to consume to the ear you mm -hmm. know stuff like that and then just ended up recording it and then there's mm -hmm. it opens up a dialogue between the person who is paying for the surface service and the person who is offering the service and you upload <clears throat> your like raw files of stuff like that like your demos and shit like that and communicate and then whenever you're ready to go ahead and like send the final product they are supposed to pay first and that's where i personally ran into one issue one time where a guy said that he was like okay with the final product but i sent him the final product and he didn't send me any cash and mm. you know oh i don't know about this and i'm like well you didn't say anything before right. you know like so yeah. Yeah, i did what on, but uh didn't get the payout so like that is the one thing where it is pretty specific like you gotta get the them to do their payout before the service is completed but you don't have to necessarily withdraw the money yet so gotcha. you know that but y'all communicate you know like mm -hmm. i'm gonna go ahead and pay for it but please don't withdraw the money until the service is completed gotcha. and then it's all right there accessible either way even after the transaction is complete you can go back in and see all the messages sent between both parties gotcha dude cool man yeah it's gotcha. a it's a for people to like for that one band i think it was called it comes at night you know mm -hmm. they were just a bass player and a drummer and a vocalist and they needed guitars done so there i gave them a guitar demo so someone can learn that shit or they could go ahead and send that off and get that mastered once they get the drums tracked to it or the midi put to it That's you know now i offer like multiple services where 
you can either get just a feature or I can help you co-write or I can straight up basically write you a whole song, you know, and like program for you or whatever, you know, but it's a, it's a cool, it's a cool little website. It's definitely very useful for a lot of people. And we went through it and used it to uh, get all of our features for on death. Oh, sick. Super sick, dude. That's awesome, man. That's really cool. I didn't know much about it. I've seen people do it, like in the in the metal community, and I was like, I don't really know what it is. <laughs> so thanks for telling me that, dude. Right. I appreciate it. I, the biggest thing about it is, like, you can always send a message to anyone, sure. Yeah. But mean that they don't have their account on private, you know, right. they could yeah. have. They don't receive messages for someone that isn't a friend, right. and they never check. And then you never get in communication with them. Whereas, like, you're going through this professional business platform to go ahead and let them know you're serious. You have the money. You're This is what you're inquiring about, you know. Mm-hmm. Do forward. Yeah, dude. That's awesome, man. Well, I appreciate that, dude. Well, dude, seriously, I uh, I just want to say, because that was, I mean, those were all the questions that I had. Dude, I legitimately want to say thank you again. Because, like, you take taking time, yeah, out of your day. You just got back from tour. You know, I really appreciate you taking time just to have a chat with me, dude. I really do appreciate your time, man. Seriously. Like I said, I appreciate you having me and you taking your time as well, taking your energies just as much, man. Like, I appreciate you. Dude, you're so kind. Seriously, dude, you've been nothing but a vibe. I appreciate you, dude. We're we're all, I'm telling you, all my friends, my friend Kyle and Isaac, I need to mention him too. He's like, you guys, he's like, that is like his, you guys are his favorite band right now, my friend Isaac. He... He's, he actually tried to call me. I forgot what I forgot where he was at. And uh, you guys were playing. And you guys were playing Loathe. And he tried to FaceTime me. But I was doing a reaction video to another song. He's like, dude, Left the Stuffers playing. you got to call me back. And I tried to call back. And you, I think your set was over. I was like, oh, dang it. But, dude, he is legitimately obsessed with you guys. He loves you guys. And, again, he like, they're both. All my friends are super stoked about this. So, again, dude, I'm super happy for you and the band, man. I think you guys are really going to blow up 2022, man. I can't wait for that new EP, dude. <laughs> that's the goal we're yeah, at least man. gonna try <laughs> yeah i'm excited dude yeah man well dude seriously thank you again everybody listening make sure you go check out left to suffer i'll make sure to link everything in the description and again if you're listening on spotify or apple podcast make sure you go check out left to suffer they are wonderful jacob much love to you dude thank you again homie thank you so much for having me bro again. you got it dude thank you again man